Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to another episode of Watch It Again. As always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Nick. And I'm James. Surprise, I'm back. <laughs> He's back and Kat is out of here because she's retirement. at work. <laughs> yeah, had a whole week off. Well done, James. Welcome back Thank to you. a uh, special episode that we have you here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we once went through a list of 101 movies to see before you die, but then we finished that list. So now we're just picking movies that we like or think that people should watch, and we're going through them. So this week it is my turn, and I picked Two Killer Mockingbird from 1962. Now, had either of you seen this before? I had. I had not, but I had read the book in year 10 in high school. I, I also did the... Oh, sorry. I, I, say, I, I was just going to say... I, I also I... did the book. <laughs> oh, very nice. I did not read the book because I... As I've gotten older, I've just refused to read. But I watched this uh, in uni, I think. Mm. And I just completely made up my own ending to this you'll get <laughs> to the plot i <laughs> will get to the plot i uh totally forgot how this ended and you just had a different ending yeah and i and i've just right. i've just lived ignorantly for like five years interesting but we'll yeah okay to... right um so i actually first did this book in year five at school and then again, oh, year 10. Oh, so I did it twice. Um, year five. You know, obviously, year five, we did this book. Um, so five seems hell. a bit early for like race relations kind of thing. It's like. I know. A... It was a selective class. What do you do? Yeah, fair. Right. So um, this movie, I guess, it is set in 1932 in small town Alabama. It follows the story of two young children. Uh, brother and sister Jem and Scout and their father Atticus Finch who's played by Gregory Peck is a lawyer who's called upon to defend uh, a black man by the name of Tom, Tom Robinson after he's been accused of raping a white woman um, there is also the mysterious neighbour Boo Radley who supposedly stabbed his father with a pair of scissors and then carried on with what he was doing now, did either of you notice who played Boo Radley? It was someone was that, very famous as acting debut. No. Um, he looks all... He did he look, look familiar. He looks like him. Who was it? I'll give you one more guess each. I, I don't, I don't know, but he did... Of the one and only Robert Duvall. Oh, what? Oh, it's Robert Duvall. Yeah. yeah. It was his first yeah, right. ever role. I was going to say, yeah, it looks... It, he aged interestingly. He was 31. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because I saw him. I was like, who's that? That's... I, I was surprised at how, like, I was like, oh, Boo is a lot more handsome than I would have expected <laughs> him to be. Yeah, so that, there you go. I thought that was... I only found that out today. I was like, that is a very interesting, you know. He'd done a little bit of, like, TV before this was his first ever movie. Hmm. So there you go. There's a, you know, that's my fun fact to start off with. That is fun. I'm glad. I'm glad you find that fun, James. I need to lower the chair <laughs> a bit. There we go. All right. So, um, let's talk about. Let's go with this one. 
So released in 1962, it's an adaptation of Harper Lee's coming-of-age novel. Um, it kind of follows themes of racism and injustice and is widely regarded as an American classic. At one point, it sat at number 26 on IMDb's um, Greatest Movies of All Time list. It is since no longer at that high. I was I, I was thinking when I saw that you'd chosen this, like, this is a very list movie to choose. Yeah, it is. Like, compared to, yeah, I mean... I, I thought no, we'd no, done this. <laughs> no shade against Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, but very distinctive from the previous works. Yeah. But I... I think you made a good pick, Jacob, but please continue. I think it's it's one that might have, you know, probably should have been on the list of some of the other over some of the others that we did oh, yeah. around this around this time period. I feel like it has a pretty big especially like the book as well, has had a pretty big cultural impact, especially within the realms of education, which I guess yeah. I could touch on now because you can go online and see how many times this book has been banned from schools in America and in the last 20 in the years South? in the last no, 20 no. years alone it has been uh, banned or at least challenged by school communities in 2002 4, 5, 6, 8, 9 10, 2012, 17 18, 19, 20 and in 2021 it was banned again do you know where? Burbank, California California? Really? that's in LA isn't it? yes um, it was banned for racial slurs and their negative effect on students featuring a white saviour character and its perception of the black experience. Mm. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, underst I understand, like, the criticism of the white saviour things for more modern works, but for... You've got to remember when this book was written. Yeah. Like... Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. So. But was it being criticised for the whole white saviour thing, what, like 20 years ago as well? Oh, yeah. Changed? It's been criticised for the white saviour thing for a long time. But when, when was it written? Um, It was written. Like 30s? No, it was later than that. Oh, I'll get a definitive date for you. Kill a Mockingbird, Happily is... Okay, sorry, six, 1960. Yeah, okay, there you go. Right. Like that's a like yeah that's a valid argument now but like come on like yeah like, in I know. 1960 like yeah. this is it feels more important than other shit we read surely yes so I so you go James I, I I just want to say I understand like the with with the n word and everything you know that takes a maturity to to read that which is why i was surprised that it was a book in your in year five for you jacob because mm -hmm. i think like you there's needs to be an understanding to not just be like like you know school is promoting us reading this so therefore like i think it's okay to use this word kind of thing which it obviously isn't but yeah i, I didn't think i, I think... knew what the n word was or what rape was when i was in year five like i did after just... reading this book <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so when we were doing this is somewhat of a side story but kind of relevant to what we're talking about um, when we did this book in year 5 I had 3 weeks off school due to appendicitis and having my appendix out so I pretty much just read this book I think like 2 or 3 times in that like period of my teacher kind of get like the only really at home school work I had was in relation to this book. So I didn't really get other 
homework while I was off. So I kind of just studied the hell out of this at the age of what? I was almost 11. Yeah, right. It was before my 11th birthday. Yeah, it would have been just before. And so like I've always kind of had a soft spot for this book because it's kind of, you know, read it and then doing it again in year 10, I was like, I, I don't have to read. Like I did read it again, but I was like very far ahead on in terms of the analysis work because I'd read it several times already that I didn't have to read it again at the pace that the class was to, you know, do the questions and the work mm. because I knew it. But so it follows, um, it will accounts the childhood experience of six-year-old Scout Finch um, during the Great Depression, Depression in the fictional town of Maycomb, Alabama, when her widowed father, played by Gregory Peck, a principled and respected attorney, defends a black man falsely accused, oh yeah, I should point out, falsely accused of raping a white woman. Um, Scout and her brother witnessed the horrors of racism. They also learned valuable lessons about courage, compassion, compassion, tolerance, compassion, compassion tolerance, and prejudice. Um, Gregory Peck won the Academy Award for his performance as Atticus Finch yeah. um, and became an enduring part of cinema history. In 2003, his character was voted the top film hero in a poll conducted by the American Film Institute. Um, and what's her name? Where is it? Um, Scout. Yeah, uh, Mary Badham, the actress. Oh, right. um, as the tomboy Scout earned praise in her first screen role, um, her f Scout's friend, the imaginative storytelling Dill, was um, patterned after Lee's childhood friend and the writer Truman Capote. And Robert Duvall made his film debut, as we mentioned, as the uh, reclusive neighbour, Boo Radley. It's a very, you know... Um... Is there any um anything about the actor that played Tom Robinson? Because I actually, like, I found he was very compelling. Probably. Well, okay, we, I guess I, we can touch on um on him now, if we want. His name is Brock Peters. Um, him and Gregory Peck became lifelong friends after this film. And in fact, um, at Gregory Peck's funeral in 2003, Brock Peters read his eulogy. Oh, that's amazing. Um, he has a very long filmography. Um, I can bring a call back to talking about the other week because he voiced someone in Batman and now I can't find it again, but he, um, in Batman, the animated series in the nineties, he was the voice of Lucius Fox. Oh. oh. Um, he also voices Darth Vader in the, um, Star Wars radio, um, adaptations for A New uh, Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I could see that. Um, yeah, that. yeah he, he, he was in a fair amount of television over the years, including the original Battlestar Galactica, Tarzan. Um, what else is on here? Star Trek? He was in star, a couple of Star Trek movies as well as Deep Space Nine. He was in the original Mission Impossible TV series. Um, yeah, he was in a, a fair amount over a very long career. 
And um, yeah, up until his death in 2005, he was in an episode of JAG as well, just before that. And voiced in the Star Trek Starfleet Command game. Sick. Yeah, it was also in the Wild Thornberry's movie and TV series as a voice. Um, he voiced in Samurai Jack. So he's, he's, he's done a lot over the years. And um, Samurai Jack, that's a throwback. Yes. Um, so this movie has a couple of pretty powerful scenes in terms of dealing with racism. And especially at a time like this was made in the 60s. So it's still kind of still got a somewhat segregated America, especially in the South. I was say the when's the Civil Rights Act coming in the US? It's like late real late sixties. Yeah, so you're in the peak of a civil like the civil rights movement. You've got, you know, a whole and then this movie's just like, this is wrong and like you have children unknowingly standing up to a lynch mob. And diffuse <laughs> a great scene. Yeah, Scout and Jam, they rock up and Scout diffuses a lynch mob by saying hello to the men of the town and making them like, oh shit, like this kid's seen us all and we're about to lynch this guy. And yeah, it's it's a really powerful kind of moment. And that in the book, it's even more so in like the kind of like language used around it and like what's when Scout realizes what's happened. In the book, does she um does she say talk to multiple of like yeah. the the men there and knows like a few of their kids and whatnot? Yeah, she's she kind of just pretty much talks to most of them throughout like in the book, and it they all like oh like we can't be here anymore because you know and it yeah. kind of I wonder I wonder why they changed that they didn't have to have her like see all of them to to imply that she would have known some of them. I think it's just time. But, yeah, fair. You drag the scene out and if you you know she talks to like two of them, but if you keep just going, then it kind of just or dragged a bit, like started to I drag suppose. it, maybe removed some of the impact. Fair enough. Um, in terms of differences between book and film, um, the narration style somewhat changes in the book. It's first person kind of as it's happening. Um, in the movie, it's an adult version, like an adult scout recounting it back to the audience, um, which kind of didn't really feel that necessary to me. Yeah, told the story without it. It also kind of um, shifts a couple of events to Jem rather than Scout, so that he finds the stuff in the tree. Um, he accompanies Atticus to Helen Robinson's house after her husband's death. Um, whereas in the films, they're both sorry. In the book, that's both Scout, not Jem. Hmm. Um. There's also obviously a couple of like characters are somewhat removed or like not really present at all in the movie compared to the book. Um, Lucy just like just finished reading this, so she we then watched the movie and she was like, "Where's Aunt Stephanie?" Sorry, Aunt Alexandra, who's like Atticus's sister. I'm like, "Yeah, she's not in the the movie at all." Whereas she's a prominent role throughout the whole book. That's good to have a like yeah. someone right with you watching it to be like this is what was different and this is yeah what was it was different. like a fresh it's like she like you know a week before finished reading it, she's like where's this character I'm like yeah that's she's not gonna show up like she's just not in this yeah um, 
like a lot of character development and stuff's obviously taken out. It kind of the first third of the book drags a lot more, and the movie kind of brushes through it in like twenty minutes. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's good. Obviously, you know, you're not going to have the same character yeah. development in, in the movie, but I think you know they cut the right things because yeah, if they to, for me the opening of this movie is the the worst part of it mm. in not and it's not that it's bad just that it's not as strong as some of the other bits so i think if they'd spent longer on yeah and i Gatton think Dill, the movie chooses more to focus on the trial in terms of the storytelling whereas it's only kind of a smaller portion of the book i i, I quite i quite like that decision yeah I think. and I, think, I remember when i read the book the trial bit was the like most interesting bit to me yeah. and then movie definitely so yeah well i think, yeah. I, I had in my head that it, like, the trial wasn't really a thing until the end and like mm. yeah i i had completely forgotten that it's like sprinkled out throughout the story and like is a major part of it i i just sort of i don't know just sort of blanked on it a bit but like watching it the second time and like having that sprinkled through it just makes it so feel like so much quicker in terms of like pacing yeah i like um, remember so much more of this being like the kids just doing shit yeah and stuff with boo radley and yeah which is yeah which is what most of the book is yeah it's the kids just doing shit and like in the movie it just skips a whole year hmm. like yeah. it goes from <laughs> dill leaving to dill coming back the next summer and it's like there's chapters of the book that are between those two events happening it's like yeah we're just gonna skip all that it doesn't matter um nothing interesting goes on when dill's not there exactly you need dill there (laughs) um it's dull without dill um so sorry very good (laughs) um the movie somewhat of a time capsule of southern america and you know but also when it came out was kind of a pivotal point in terms of american you know society um, so it was released in December 1962, which was kind of the last year of the complacency post-war. Like the following November, like the following year, John F. Kennedy would be assassinated. Um, and then just after like, you know, Vietnam would start and everything kind of changed and you kind of hit more like, you know, more of the length into like the modern era that we have now with, I suppose, how do you say it? The social like normities that we have more now than then, I suppose you could say like everything started to change at that point. And this movie kind of looks back at the world before, but came out at a time where that world somewhat still existed. Yeah. It's, it's right at a time before this massive, the, all these massive changes. Yeah. That it's, yeah, it's, it's, interesting to see it because even even watching it 10 years later you'd probably be like whoa that's different and then obviously you know us watching it 50 years later is yeah like, this is almost, almost 60, unimaginable six, almost 60 years later and and yet the saddest thing is is that the undoubtedly some parts of the especially the south in the u.s like their attitudes wouldn't be so different from bob yule and some of the men of the town yeah um, yeah, exactly. Um, so, Maycomb, the town, is invoked uh, as a tired old town of dirt roads, picket fences, climbing vines, front porches held up by pillars of brick, you know, rocking chairs, 
and it it feels like an old town. Everyone's poor. Everything's breaking, and people kind of still have somewhat, you know, slaves, but not slaves. But you know what I mean. Like yeah. they have their housekeeper, um, Calpurnia, who's a black woman that Atticus obviously pays to look after the kids in the house because his wife has passed away. Um, yeah, it's a very different world. Um, their imagination. So the kid, it, the book and the movie kind of still follows the coming of age of three kids in this town, which is obviously Scout and Jem and their neighbors nephew dill who comes to stay every summer um and their whole kind of world is encapsulated around the creepy radley house down the street um which is always kind of filmed in a dark and shaded like light it's always kind of made to be this creepy scary house where boo radley lives this you know the scary man that stabbed his dad even though his dad's fine um and then we're kind of just thrown into the world of the trial and um, where we meet Tom Robinson and the entire town trying to lynch him. Um, so, yeah, so into this peaceful, calm town, Atticus is asked um, by the town judge to defend a black man named Tom Robinson, who has been accused of raping a poor white girl named Mayella Violet Yule. Um, white opinion is, of course, much against the black man who is presumed guilty and Mayella's father, Bob, pays an ominous call on Atticus, indirectly threatening his children. The children are also taunted at school and get in fights. Atticus explains to them why he is defending a Negro and warns them against using the word, which I'm not going to say. The N-word. Yes. Um... The courtroom scenes are the most celebrated in the movie. They make it perfectly clear that Tom Robinson is innocent, that no rape occurred, and that um, Mayala came on to Robinson, that he tried to flee, and that Bob Yule beat his own daughter, and she lied about it in the shame of feeling attracted to the, a black man. Atticus' summation to jury is one of Gregory Peck's, I would say, greatest scenes, um, but the all-white jury finds Tom Robinson guilty anyway. His six-and-a-half-minute summation speech is filmed in one take. Oh, wow. He did it in one take. Yeah. A six-and-a-half-minute speech. And he, I'm like, that's credit where credit is. That's why, you know, he won an Academy Award for it. <laughs> um. The verdict is greeted by an uncanny quiet, no whoops of triumph from Bob Yule, no cries of protest by the blacks in the courtroom gallery. The whites file out quickly, but the blacks... I hate reading it like this. Um, <laughs> it's just... Um, they remain and stand silently in honour of Atticus as he walks out a little later. Scout and her brother sat up with um, with them up in the like top level throughout the trial, and now the a minister tells her, Miss Jean Louise, so that's Scout's real name, um, stand up, your father's passing. So there was this huge level of respect for them towards Atticus for actually taking the case and putting the effort in to try and defend Ton Robinson. And a lot of it's kind of brushed over in the movie really quickly, but in the book, all the evidence that's given and the case, there's a lot more detail in it. 
then you know in the book it's like let's just hear from every party really quickly and then we're done like the movie kind of just really quickly breezes through it all it's, yeah it's the heart of the movie yeah basically um yeah so the, the, the uh, where am i up to so um atticus drives out towards drives out to tom robinson's house to break the sad news to his widow helen um and who ha we don't see her she's inside every time that he goes out there we only kind of see people sit down the porch we never she has no speaking lines um on the porch of several male friends and relatives bob yule the vile father who beat his girl into lying lurches out from the shadows and says to one of them boy go in the house and bring out atticus finch one of the men does so yule spits at atticus's face atticus stares him down and drives away um badass yeah it it's it's pretty full-on um you'll then late like towards the end attacks um scout and gem on their walk home um from a halloween party where gems yeah. oh, sorry scouts dressed as a ham which in the book <laughs> the description of that costume is quite funny and listening to her talk about she's dressed as a ham and complaining about that she's dressed as a ham. Um, and she gets knocked over and then suddenly a mysterious person appears and saves them, which is Boo Radley in Robert Duvall's first, you know, film appearance. Um, and he murders Bob Yule, who's found with a, um, a knife up under his ribs. And suddenly, Boo Radley is just standing behind the bedroom door, <laughs> watching them. And my whole thing, and L Lucy pointed this out to me too, she's like, how did Atticus and the other guy, like the cop, not, not see him standing there? Surely <laughs> one of them turned around the bed at one point. Like, how do you not see the dude just standing behind the door? Like a massive suspect. <laughs> But they had to have the the cool reveal. Yeah, and then Atticus just leaves Scout alone in the room with him. She's like, he's like, yeah, that's that's meet Boo Radley. See, See ya. And she said, you can pet him if you want. And I was like, yeah. And she walked him home. I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, still a murderer. Maybe just don't. Um, so it's a it's a very kind of I mean, difficult would... ending. I wouldn't call it a mur murder. No, so well, Boo Radley. He's a killer. Yeah, but he's he's the hero. He's the real hero because yeah. he saved the kid. The kids were going to die. He obviously didn't bring the kitchen knife with him. Bob Yule probably had the kitchen knife to kill the kids. Hmm. You know, Boo's not running down the street with the butcher's knife, just like, oh shit, there's Bob Yule. You know, um, <laughs> good thing I always carry this trusty kitchen yeah, knife. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, so Tom Robinson ends up being shot. Um, Atticus is told that when they were transporting, transporting him to the prison that he tried to run. And when they said, don't run and they told him to stop, they shot him with the intention to wound him, but missed and killed him. But in the book, it's explained like he was definitely just killed. Like he was just lynched by the officials for being black and the crime that he was convicted of. Um, 
And at the end, the sheriff in the house, like there's a black man dead for no reason, but now the man responsible for it is dead. Let the dead bury the dead this time to kind of play it off to Atticus. It's like, you know, Tom Robbins shouldn't have been dead, but at least the man responsible has now been killed. Hmm. But, you know, it's still not quite justice for Tom Robinson because he's an innocent man is still dead. Yeah. Like, it's justice that Bob Yule kind of got stabbed under the ribs. Like, fuck that guy. But he's convincing Atticus not to, like, yeah. not to have go through the whole process exactly. to, in, in order to get some kind mm. of justice that they can actually get in this kind of crooked society. <coughs> yeah, definitely. And, it you know, it makes it... <coughs> Excuse me, water I went down my water. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> Jesus Christ. <coughs> okay, I'm good. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I guess... <laughs> I'm getting good. Do you guys want some... Just I guess we'll do some trivia and stuff? Yeah. Um, just one other thing I, I remembered um, from watching it before you... Well, you get your trivia. Was um, <laughs> I really liked in the scene where Bob Yule spits in Atticus's face, like the the subtleties of like when when he's pulling to get his like his handkerchief out to wipe it off, you kind of see like you will like get like like pull, pulling back a bit as if he's scared that he's going to like pull out a gun yeah. or a weapon of some kind. And it's like showing that like this guy is just like a full on coward. He's only willing to do anything really when he's got a group with him. Before I go to facts, I probably should touch on guns in this film. Um, Jem, who's 10, really wants a gun, right? Mm. Because now he's 10, he, you know, he should have a gun. And Atticus being Atticus refuses to give him a gun. But then about halfway through the movie, there's a rabid dog infected with rabies that's walking down the street and Calpurnia calls Atticus to, you know, oh, there's a, you know, there's a dog, you know, a rabies infected dog in the street. We need your help. The least rabid, rabid dog I've ever seen. (laughs) So Atticus comes to the house and from like a hundred meters away with a rifle, just headshots the dog. And we find out that he's like the best shot in town. And both the kids are kind of like, what the hell? And in the book, it's it's touched on more why, how Atticus... That's the case. Yeah, why Atticus, as a young man, was a really good shot, but then now why he refuses to, like, kind of, you know, his reasons for not giving Jim a gun and his reasons for not using it and not wanting to shoot. But it's a fucking good shot on the dog. I'll give him that. Like, that's a long way away. You know, it's just boom. Thanks for coming. What's the, what's the reasoning right? Like shortly in the book, if you remember, Jacob. Um, it pretty short was something to do with his wife, but I can't remember properly off the top of my head. And there's probably people listening that are screaming at me. <laughs> That's okay. For a book that I've read like six times, but sorry. Um, all right, so facts. Um. So, Brock Peters, who plays Tom Robinson, started crying while filming his testifi- um, like testifying scenes um, without rehearsing it that way. And Gregory Peck said that he looked um, past him instead of looking him in the eye to avoid choking himself up. So, he just started crying while doing the scene without meaning to cry. And then it almost made Gregory Peck start crying. So, he had to kind of stare at the judge behind him while doing the scene instead of at him because otherwise he said he would have started crying 
Yeah, like that's yeah, like that's when you know you're, awesome. you're doing a heavy topic in your movie that you're both trying not to cry, and that you're pretty good actors. <laughs> um, when offered the role of Atticus Finch, Gregory Peck quickly read Harpley's novel in one sitting and called director Robert Mulligan immediately afterwards to say that he would gladly take it. One wow. sitting. I said he just, just like sat down and eight read, hours. Yeah, to, just sat down and read the book. Well done. Um, Robert Duvall, in his first ever film, went a bit, you know, over, he uh, stayed out in the sun, out of the sun, for six weeks and dyed his hair blonde for the role. Um, <laughs> who, according to the story, spends much of his life life as a recluse. Um, yeah, so he kind of had to make himself as pale as possible and then dyed his hair, which I thought, you know, good good for him. Or he just had, like, some commitments he really didn't want to go to. He's like, sorry, guys, this is for, this is for a gig. I can't leave my house. Um, the Christian Bale of the time. <laughs> um, so the watch, Atticus's watch used in the film was a prop. But after filming was complete, like the film was completed and out, Harper Lee actually gifted Gregory Peck her father's watch because she reminded him so much. Because he reminded her so much of him. Um, That's amazing. Because Atticus Finch was modelled on Harper Lee's own father, who was an attorney in Alabama State Legislator, whose 1923 defence of a black client partially inspired the novel's trial. So, there you go. Um, Which doubly makes sense, like, and makes me annoyed that people, like, the criticisms of it in with schoolings, it's like, it's based on an event from 1920. Yeah. Of course, of course these things happen. Um, <laughs> director Robert Mulligan learned quickly not to rely on numerous takes, as he found that his child cast members became less natural and spontaneous after the first few. Yep. yep. Shocking. Shocking. I know. Um, Kids get bored easily. So Harper Lee owned a percentage of the production and spent three weeks on the production set at Universal Studio, um, Studios. Um. It's been the film supposedly is Gregory Peck's favourite of all his films. Um, Mary um, Badham, at the age of nine during filming, became the youngest ever, well, woman, girl, to receive an Oscar nomination for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Considered coincidentally losing the award to another child actress, Patty Duke, who was 14 for her role in The Miracle Worker. Huh. Um, supporting actress because Atticus is the main character, I suppose? Yeah, I would say. Well, I'd, I'd be curious to see if Scout or Atticus has more screen time. Well, I'm pretty sure Gregory Peck won for... Leading role? I'm pretty sure I saw it before. Uh, what page is it on? Um, yeah, he won for lead actor. And then, yeah, 
It's just it's just funny to think coming from the book where it's from Scout's yeah. perspective the entire time. Yeah. But I think at that point in 1962, there was only lead actor and then supporting actor and actress. I don't think yeah. there was a lead actress yet. Fair. Um, it also won for art direction slash set decoration for a black and white film. And it also won best adapted screenplay. It was also nominated for best picture, best director, um, cinematography, black and white, supporting actress from Mary Badham and its score. So, you know, it was nominated for a few, but it only won three. Um, I wanted to win best score. It really needed something more, more third man. Yeah. I don't think there's anything really else of note. I think, oh, um, Philip Alford, who I haven't really touched on, but that's the um, kid that plays Jem, um, said he had trouble eating certain foods, especially bacon and eggs, for years afterwards because they had to eat their breakfasts repeatedly until they got the scene right. <laughs> so they were just having so much bacon and eggs that he's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do they this anymore. Spit, the old spit bucket. Yeah. Just had, you know, imagine, oh, I just had to keep eating it. Especially, yeah, something like bacon and eggs. Um, no, actually this, this could, I guess, could be a uh, fun fact. Who do you think the famous composer was that played the piano for the score? It was written by Elmer Bernstein, but who, which famous, now very, very famous composer do you think was playing the piano for it at a very young age? Very young. Uh, was it John Williams? It was John Williams. Oh, no way. I was like, that's, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's all I've kind of... Oh, James L. Jones also auditioned for the role of Tom Robinson. Yeah, right. Um, that would have been interesting. Um, yeah. Huh. I think that's... Oh, and it grossed over $13 million in its initial United States release. I guess that's a lot. I know what I must do. I'll find a budget for you as well while you're at it. Um, Nick, do you have any thoughts on this movie that you would like to add? Um, no, I, I, I went in uh, expecting to say, no, I wouldn't watch it again because I don't really need multiple viewings of this. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely reevaluated re because I think I had 12 Angry Men in my brain because I, I remember mm -hmm. watching the courtroom scene and always being like, Oh, this movie kind of sucks, but that scene is really, really good. I just had it in my head that, like, that scene took place, and they were like, not guilty. Hooray, the movie's over. Yeah, no. Then, yeah, <laughs> I, was, no. I wasn't really, like, I was just, like, on my phone, because, like, the court scene was ending, and they were like, oh, he's guilty. I was like, what? <laughs> what? What's and going then on? it just got more and more dark. I dark, like, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Oh, God. I, yeah. what, what was going on in my brain in 2016 where I was just blocked out? Large, I don't know. Large amounts of this. But I think this is, yeah, it's a much more important movie to watch than a lot of the shit we've done. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
because this movie kind of has yeah like obviously yeah like if you're looking at through the modern lens of like uh you know white savior or whatever but i think for like like even though the book gets shit surely this would have gotten like torn apart at the time i just think that even in terms like we said like looking at it, oh it's got a white savior but it it encapsulates the world at that time very well yeah like and the move like i mean the book does a much better job but like this is a like you know an outstanding piece capturing well yeah when, when you the said attitudes like, of the time when you said people were getting it banned i was like Oh, I know why. Because like people from Alabama are reading this, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> no, no, that, that that didn't happen. That's it's not just, what it was like. <laughs> it was actually like this." Anyway, don't read the book, okay? Because it's it's fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when you said the other thing, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's probably not a good enough reason to ban what is otherwise a very important piece of literature." I the I don't like the over overuse of the white like white savior argument as well like yes it's good that like it's good to avoid that trope but also in terms of like you know battling racism it you know it requires both sides it requires you know white people and black people to work together on this it's not just a thing that can be like entirely fixed by by one race it needs like change in in both kind of things so mm. i think this is yeah it's going a bit far to call it that in like it, it is that but when you know the context of when it was made what mm. it's based on everything i think it's the the, the a bit rough the main issue with the banning comes from page 174 of the book where the word and i you know yeah is written and that's where most of the controversy comes around but can either of you tell me why it is a sin to kill a mockingbird because they make and why the book is called and why it is called to kill a mockingbird because it kind of so has they, like nothing, you know. I mean, Atticus tells they don't out, do anything bad. They're just good birds, I guess. Yeah, because um, in the story of innocence destroyed by evil, the mockingbird comes to represent the idea of innocence, because um, the mockingbird by nature is an innocent creature that produces music. So it's a sin to kill a mockingbird because it's never done anything, like you know, to you. It is an innocent sort of you know bird and they sing their hearts out for us and make their music so why would we want to destroy that but to kill a mockingbird in terms of the reference of the like you know the, the saying it is a, a sin to kill a mockingbird is that in the book scout's innocence is destroyed by the events of what happens she's a coming of age and even though she's really young it will hurt and gem and deal like their innocence and naivety about the world are changed by the events of what happens to them over those like few years. And that's why it's called to kill a mockingbird. But James, do you have budget numbers? Oh, sorry. Like, um, yeah, inflation? it was, it was 13 million. Was it the number you gave me? Yep. That was, its, um, how much it made in it, its U S run. So that's 118 million today. It had a budget of 2 million. Uh, Two million is eighteen million today. That's a decent. That was a hundred and what hundred and 
118. So it made 100 million. Yep. Equivalent of equivalent of a hundred million. Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Um, also has ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and eight point three percent on IMDb. Um, eight point three percent. Yeah, eight point three out of ten on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Eight point three stars. Not yeah. 3. Um. Say, so, gee, IMDb really rough. Hated it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, Nick, you were saying that you would definitely watch this again. I would. Gems. Yeah, I would. I would watch this again. I'm obviously going to say yes because I guess you've like figured that I enjoy. You know, I like this one. Would you Just recommend re- reading it, or do you think? I yeah, no, I would. I think that it's not a big book. Like, it's pretty short. Yeah, it's only like 200-ish yeah, pages. 300 maybe max. Mm. Um, it is written very... Like, it's written in a very different way. It's written as if, you know, a nine-year-old... Oh, at points where a nine-year-old or seven, whatever she is, from the South in 1932 America is talking. There's a lot of slang and kind of words. But once you kind of get into it and realise, yeah, what those words are referring to... Okay. then it's a really good read. Um, it takes a couple of chapters to get going. Like There's a lot of slow character development at the start, but kind of once you get a third of the way in, it really picks up. And I would really recommend it to anyone that didn't read it at school because I feel like I know a lot of people that I know don't like this book because we had to study it at school. And I know that happens to a lot of people that studying a certain book in school kind of makes you hate it because you get stuck trying to analyze it and it kind of ruins the story. For me, that was the road. Mm. Whereas, well, for me, that's Bridge to Terabithia, which is the book we did in year six. (laughs) But for this, I don't know, there was something about it, reading it. I think it's because I wasn't in the classroom as much. Like I was, you know, I was in hospital and then at home recovering that I think I got, you know, more out of it, mm. then, yeah. Uh, so I, I would I would very strongly recommend reading this book. Look, I have books you gave me over a year ago to read. Yeah. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm I not confident, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so I guess we can move on to the next segment, which is what we've been watching and what we're excited for, because Kat's not here to do all the... Intro good, bits. Good, good to know you guys haven't scrapped this section. Oh, we're always here for no. this. Um, let I guess I could go somewhat first because it's my week, isn't sure. it? Sure, um, it is. I've watched a fair bit in the last since we've last recorded. <laughs> Ooh, um, I went out in the world and sat in a movie theater near other people. <gasps> I know it was very scary. Um, <laughs> and you got COVID, probably. Um, <laughs> I saw Shang-Chi. Yeah, I'm not, obviously not going to go into full... Sp- I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to say really anything. To. I'm not going to say anything about the plot. I'm just going to say I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a real... Ni- I, I mean, story beat-wise, it kill- still kind of follows the Marvel origin story kind of like formula, which kind of is a little bit to its de- detriment. But 
it was a refreshing change in terms of characters and action sequences and all of that. And it really took on a new direction and it was an, a, an exciting sort of, you know, I liked it. Nix has a face that's saying that he didn't. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'll say what I'm about to say with a giant asterisk. Um, I... It's always a red flag. <laughs> I'm scared. I walked out. What? So, so, uh, uh, so we, uh, me and a friend went to see it. And, yeah. Uh, there was like us and a couple there. Completely empty theatre. You, you said you saw it with people. I did not. There was but, probably um, 50 other people in my theatre. Yes. It was a lot. Yeah. Well, um, my friend didn't realise how long the movie went, and right towards the end he had to leave for a doctor's appointment, and I was already seeing it without my girlfriend, who I have to go see this with anyway, because she loves Marvel, <laughs> and my friend got up and he was like, alright, I'm leaving, and I was like, this this is during the final battle too, and I, I thought, and I, I was like, you know what, I think I'm good. And I got up and left. I left. Jacob's heart is breaking. I left. I left. Wow. Like I left at the part where he's like, "Oh, I don't want the ten rings, Dad," and threw him on the ground. And yes, spoiler. Oh yeah, sorry. (laughs) Oh God, shut up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) even your phone's angry at you. (laughs) But I, I really love the start of it. That moment you left is right before a really cool moment. Oh no, I thought it was myself too. But, oh no! But, <laughs> such a sick look, moment I'll, after that. Look, I'll, I'll have to say it. I, I, I will, will see it again anyway. I'm locked in to see it again, so I had no real problem. He's already saying he's watching it again. Yeah. <laughs> in the most backhanded way possible. Yeah. Yes, I um, will watch this again because I walked out of it. I've only ever done that with the with uh, one of the Transformers movies. I'm shook. I know, I know. I, I thought this. I was like, imagine no, if I told myself a couple of years ago, oh yeah, you're just going to walk out of a mall. These Marvel movies. <laughs> but I, I love this. I, I didn't love the start, but the start, I was like, oh, this is cool. The action's really good. It, there's The no... action's, the fight sequences are amazing. Yeah, the shit on the bus is great. Because like, yeah. they've, they've gotten past the whole... Winter Soldier thing of, oh, let's just cut like a hundred times a second. There's long takes. There's like a lot of good Really good martial arts? Really good martial arts? I really wish they didn't put the abomination in the trailer. I I know. I mean, you'll love the post-credit sequences. I would say stick around for both. That's the thing. Okay, because when the movie came out... Don't spoil them here. Do not say what they are. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know what they are. Okay, good. I I literally have no idea what happened. Good. But but that's the thing. I I haven't found out for a month, so it mustn't be that great. (laughs) One of them is... has a massive thing in it. The second one is just really funny. Can, Can I guess what it is? You can, but I'm not going to tell you if you're right until okay. I press stop. Okay, because... Well, even don't tell me. Let's see if I can I'll go just wink. another... <laughs> okay. But I, I thought about it, and I was like, okay, nothing's been spoiled. The only the only thing that's been, like, spoiled for me was uh, a member of their team. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and, yep, like, okay, yep. Character, 
stick around for way longer. I, I thought it was just like a one way longer than expected. Yep, yeah, but that was yeah. nice touch. Yeah, we're not going to. Yeah. We won't. Yep. No, no. But people will know. Pleasant, people will be pleasantly surprised. People if they haven't seen who, it. People will know who or what I'm talking about. Yeah, if they have. Yeah. What are we talking about? The post credit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about it. I was like, because the director or something said um, before the movie came out, oh, you've got to see this for the post credit scene alone. I was like, oh, yuck. Don't, don't <laughs> tell me that. But since I haven't found out what it is yet, is it like, it must be something like, oh, Anthony Mackie shows up. I, I couldn't not imagine Anthony, something. No. Oh, Anthony no. Mackie does not show up. Okay. I thought it might have just been some Earth-based Avenger thing, but... Oh, I know what it is. It's probably, um... Uh, Elaine. Right? Who? From Seinfeld. Oh, no. No? Okay. All right, I will say that it. because... No. Okay. <laughs> um, also, the Eternals post credit scene got spoiled, spoiled this morning, so... I heard it's leaked. Same with uh, Venom. I, I was sending yeah. you guys messages being like, do you guys want to see Venom? Because I want to show you the TikTok that came up on my page. So all I'm saying is that who the, the dude that uh, leaked the Eternals post credit sequence, I would say is never getting invited to a Marvel World premiere again. Because <laughs> he fucked up and I, dropped I, a massive bomb of casting. Oh, oh, casting. Oh, yeah. No. As in, like, a character is introduced in the Eternals post credit sequence, and you see the face of the actor slash actress that is playing them, oh, and who really? the character is, and and he just kind of put it on the internet. Fuck, see, I, I've been thinking for ages. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. We always know who's playing these people. I'd love to be surprised. Yeah. That's going to happen. See, I, I've been. I now know. I was like, oh, you bastards. Uh, like with Eternals, I was thinking, oh, it looks a bit shit. I should make a statement and not see it at all. But also, Marvel said it's their biggest contender for best picture. Oh, fuck. That's Wait. what they said. <laughs> I, uh, so it could yeah. be really good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I guess, I don't know. Is it something I would want to see in the theatre or should I, I just think... Google it? Def no, I think, wait, to the. I, I want you to be surprised by this because you're going to see the actor slash actress and I think it's going to piss you off, which is funnier. <laughs> so I, I, want, I want you to wait and see it till you see their face because I think that'll be a more satisfying moment Really, oh, for you to I'm... get pissed off in it. Because I really think I really think you're gonna hate the casting. It's gonna be Elijah Wood. <laughs> that would be a better choice. Why would I be pissed off? Oh, I, I just want to know. No, I'm not telling you. Do oh. not Google it. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Um, well, see, someone's gonna come up to me. Like everyone knows, I love this shit. They'll, some someone who doesn't listen to this or is aware that it's a spoiler will come up to me and be like, "Hey, oh my god, what do you think of this?" And I'll be yeah. Like, oh. Um. Should we move away from Shang-Chi now? Everyone's oh, going to see it. Sorry, just another thing about Shang-Chi. Yes. Shang-Chi. Sorry, Shang. Uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, sorry. The, the what should we call him? The dialogue in it is just Sean. horrible. There's a lot of... Like, I, I, I don't know who wrote this, but maybe they shouldn't have gone to work with a concussion. <laughs> like, I do kind of get what you mean, though. There's, there's just too much of, like... I, it's once... It's scattered throughout, but once they go to, like, 
the new martial arts yep. world with all the shit looking yep. yep. creatures. There's too much spoilers, of... but okay. <laughs> yeah, but it came out a month yeah. ago, <laughs> and it's also in the trailer. <laughs> yes, but but there's so much of oh, your 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 mother was this uh yeah this great warrior, and a whole lot of oh, Sean, you should tell me this. We've been friends for ten years. Just all yeah. This exposition yeah. shit yeah really a dumped. lot was dumped in like that 20 minute period yes <laughs> yeah but yeah I, uh a lot yeah it was a very very cringy part i of it. will say that it her, his friend like his friend cat or kate whatever her name is kate katie yeah yes, katie I, I do want to talk about her too um at the start was kind of annoying <laughs> but her character development kind of got there and her dialogue and attitude kind of improved. Yeah. But I thought it was a really nice change that our male hero had a female friend and yes. not a love interest. Yes, okay, so they don't kiss at the I end. I that was... No. There's good, no... It, good. And like, it was confirmed really... that there's no love interest there. They're just best friends. Great. That's good. And I think that's, that's better. At the start, she was like, they're like walking around and she's wearing like fluoro green pants and like a fanny yeah. pack. And that looking at that alone, I was like, oh, they're not a thing. That's good. No, uh, like, yeah. For some reason, that was yeah. what gave it away. And th then the grandma's like, oh, when are you going to marry her? And then oh, that made me go, oh, no, she's a she's a not gay character. She's like the, the <laughs> female they push in so they can sell it to China and be like, no, look, he's got... Well, You've at the moment, it's, not gays with this. At, at the moment, it's banned in China. I know. How fucked is that? Because <laughs> watching this, it's a very white interpretation of what yes. Chinese culture is. Yes. And I, I know some producer was like watching a take of them being like, hey, Katie, what's your Chinese name? And they were like, Ooh, the Chinese people are going to love that we uh, made a reference to Chinese names or something. But then China saw this and they were like, he can't like, have this. This lead guy fucking sucks. Like, yeah. They're, they're very blunt. They said something like, this guy looks, he, he looks weird. Mm. James. Yeah. You over this yet? I feel like you <laughs> uh, <laughs> This movie I know nothing yeah. about. <laughs> he yeah. He was kind of sitting there like, oh. That's all right. Uh, I'm just chilling. Um, have you have you watched anything, James? Um, what have you been doing? Yes, I have. And it, it's it's rough that, that Kat is not here for this. Because I'm going to be be talking about a rather female-based movie when it's the podcast of a bunch of dudes. Oh no! <laughs> I, I watched um I watched Little Women the other day oh. from um a couple of years yeah. ago, which um I really enjoyed. Good. Um, it was another one that was on my list of things that like won awards and whatnot. Yep. And um, I when it was starting i was like yeah it's okay it looks really good like it's like it's good production but i wasn't sucked in by the story yet and then the story just didn't end up at all being what i thought it would be from the first 20 minutes mm -hmm. like i thought it was going to really focus around joe and end up being like like built around all the different characters and amy ended up actually being like by far the most like interesting like storyline for me in it um but yeah, it's one where there's not, you know, there's no great huge events or complications or sort of thing. It's 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 a story about characters and and their lives, and it's 
just really well done and really good performances from most of the people in there. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, that was I'm, keen, Did, um, I'm keen to watch that. I heard like so much good stuff about it before it came out and that just... It's one, it's one of those movies, you know, where you like, you, you're just watching it and you can tell commit everything else. Like there's been a lot of care put into this. You can just feel it in every like, like shot and dialogue kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, I, I think that was like one of the examples for, for me anyway, like a lot of movies now get so much hype before they come in, like come out and then like it came out and it just sort of fizzled for me. I just like never heard mm. anything much about it, but I'd, I'd love to watch it. Yeah, well, I give it to my recommendations. Definitely, Very nice. worth a watch. Is it on anything? Um, no, we um we had to rent it. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Jacob's gone quiet. I was just <laughs> listening and oh, you know. So, um, Nick, have you watched anything else? Oh God, uh, no, not really. I've just been sort of been chipping away at Chuck. That those are just my days. I work. I watch Chuck or YouTube or go to bed um where where are you up to in chuck now oh god um halfway through season three i think uh Br- like brandon routh's been in like a couple episodes yeah it's brandon routh brandon routh what a man yeah he he's he's good you get into one, one of my my favorite episode is mid middle of season three so hopefully uh, okay. you'll enjoy it is it episode nine 13 Ooh, i was, I was good you're like, almost there lie. I kind of teared up in one of those episodes. What's ep- season three at nine? Uh, is that the Morgan one? Yes. Yeah, that's a really good one as well. See, yeah. that's how you write a friendship, Shang-Chi. <laughs> no, his name's Sean, don't you know? Oh, sorry, Sean. Sean. Sean Chi. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. Yes. It's a good joke in the movie when you watch it. It'll be funny than we, how we just told it. Oh, also, um, I did notice, I, I think you mentioned weeks ago, there was, like, silences in Shang-Chi where they're, like, waiting for the audience to laugh. <laughs> did I say that? Yeah. Yeah, oh. like, Aquafina, like, will drop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll just be, like, just, a, a, like, one or two seconds of Unpaused. silence because they yeah. assume the audience are, like, slapping their knees. But they're not. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of times I was like, was that meant to be funny? <laughs> and there was a lot of times I'm like, yeah, that was very funny. Well done. Like, I'll pay yes. that one. Um, should we quickly touch on a couple of trailers that came out? Yes, yes. I was about to say, what I am excited for is, uh, well, everything. That Which was, one? Not everything that was announced at TC Fandom. Look, let's just cover a Two? lot of it really quick. Well,. Yeah, too. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the big one, the Batman. Looks fucking unreal. Really, really good. I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't like super duper sold on his like emo Bruce Wayne look, but they've explained it sort of, and I'm like, oh, okay, that make it makes sense. Yeah, like they're doing sort of a um. Sorry, I'm connecting my headphones at the same time as I say this. Uh, the reason why he's all emo and like fucked looking because is because he is Batman all the time in his head and he hasn't developed his like Bruce Wayne persona. I think it's also because like his emo look with like the black around his eyes because he's, he's painting his eyes under his mask to. Yeah, like, you see that. it just like that. There's that shot of him they keep showing with his like hair all combed down and he looks mm. like what was cool in 2000. But mm. 
But no, I'm I'm very I, like yeah. I wasn't as hyped for it because I was like, oh, people are gonna overhype this. It might not be that great. I just, think it's I, gonna be fantastic. I'm just very very interested. I love that the Batmobile is just a car that's like souped up. Yeah. I it's wish, just a tank of a I muscle wish, car. I, I wish though he wasn't bulletproof. That was the one thing in the trailer. I did where find I was that like, odd. Yeah, I, like it kind of just takes away the danger. Like if they're doing like it, this is supposedly the most gritty and realistic. Maybe don't let him you take. Can't two go machine more gritty guns and realistic or... than like the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, or Dark Knight. I, like well, I think I think they're doing a different type. I've seen memes of that, yeah. like like Christian Bale being like, "What the fuck?" But like, yeah. Uh, it's a different type of gritty and realistic. Yeah. I of. think it's going to be really good. I am very excited. Uh, and I'm just glad. Lives, it's amazing. Yeah. Everyone, and like everyone just looks amazing in their, like as each character. Yes. I will watch the trailer. Now? It's... <laughs> yeah, sure. <why> not? <laughs> Live reacts? Do um, that while we talk about The Flash. The Flash. Deal. The Flash, um, which they. I hate. Okay. Oh, so you hate? I hate Ezra Miller. Um, he's a weirdo. He's a, he's he a weirdo. He choked dude. and, like, punched that fan. <laughs> he did. Did he punch? I think he, he choked. He definitely, definitely choke slammed. He definitely choked a woman in an alley. Yeah. That that definitely happened. And no that 100% happened. How is this guy still... Yeah, it, how was that kind of just is it brushed he aside? Look, he doesn't look like he could cause that much damage is that why people were just like oh, it's just weird it's just that weird little ezra miller boy he couldn't yeah why. he's such a i don't know i just i don't like he's acting either i just don't like him in things in the fantastic beasts movie and in justice oh, league yeah. i just i just don't like him I, I, I thought he was okay in the snyder cut i liked him in that movie with emma watson I don't know the name of it. I don't know either. That, that was the first thing I saw him in. I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. But yeah, I, I, but, this, I think um, this movie might be good. My and they might out multiverse Marvel for once. Maybe. Okay, here's my thing about like, that. For, firstly, there was too much this year, this whole event of them being like, hello, uh, we don't have a trailer, so... Um, Here's some behind-the-scenes footage. Don't worry, this movie's going to be great, though. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a weird. Just have it. You didn't need that weird intro. Just have it. Then they still showed a trailer, though. But the the movie wraps production like yesterday, so they seriously had nothing else. Well, I mean, because I I think that's the thing. They haven't shown. We know they're in it. They haven't shown Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield yet. Imagine if they oh, had this, gotten... I thought you were still talking about fucking Flashpoint. No, I am. Imagine if they yeah. had shown Michael Keaton in the back. Not just from behind? First. Yeah. 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 Because they didn't even show the car. So you'd think that, like, obviously they're like very confident of them, but surely it would be smarter to get ahead. Like, because Marvel haven't really done it. They should have just got ahead... Being like, yep, here he is. He, we're bringing back an old actor. Because I guarantee you, by the time they show him, the general public's going to be like, oh, they, they're just copying Spider-Man. Yeah. Whereas if they'd done it first... Because um, they don't even need visual effects to show him. Yeah, they showed the shot from behind. Dumb. You obviously have a reverse angle of that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they left the lens cap on. <laughs> 
But yeah, I just like that there's this two Flash, there's two versions of the Flash and yeah. Supergirl. I, I don't love that they're doing, like, a, the whole... I, I don't like that they're doing Flashpoint straight out the gate. But to be fair... I do, because they have they a broken didn't. world and they can fix it with this movie. <laughs> but if they didn't, though, I know this first movie would have just been a middling stepping stone that would have just been nothing. The so re- I, I think... I prefer this over nothing. It's a... I think it's a good storyline to go with first with the state of the DC movies at the moment, how everything's sort of connected, but sort of not Yeah. because you can just release this, have the flashpoint paradox and just reboot the universe. I don't think they're going to though. I think and they could say gonna... all those things happened, but now, now everything from here is in this new world. I think even if this movie's successful, I don't think they're going to make a whole DCEU style thing again. No, probably not. They fucked it. I did think, what if the um, one of those flashes is a um, either a Snyder Cut or a Justice League version of that one, and the one we're following is like a new Flash? I think the one we're following is the Justice League Flash, mm. and the other one's just some alternate one with weird hair that potentially could be evil Flash, they and could actually like, yeah, be the, yeah. They, they haven't cast the Reverse Flash, have they? No. Not, yeah, that, well, not that I'm aware of. Surely that would have come out by now if yeah. that was a thing. But um, also, <laughs> DC uh, Super Pets, uh, yeah, apparently, what... their, apparently their whole panel was just, oh, there's a trailer coming out. So, so nothing, weird. That, that just sort of sums up my whole problem with the whole event. We did get trailers. There was a whole lot of nothing. Oh, yeah, we got another trailer for Peacemaker. Oh, yeah. Eh. I like that um, the T-1000's in it. I forget his name. Robert something. Robert Patrick. Mm. Is playing his dad. But otherwise, it, I, I feel like it's just going to be... Hopefully it's not this, but it looks just a whole lot of... Oh, oh my God. He's wearing a bright red suit. What the hell? Is he an idiot? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. He's got an eagle. What? Like. Yeah, I think we, it's going to be real dumb. If it's a lot of that, like maybe tone that out. Maybe first episode, that's fine. But just chill out a bit. Yeah. But, James, uh, did you watch the trailer? I did. It does look good. I get what you mean about that it's a different kind of gritty from The Dark Knight that mm-hmm. still looks gritty. I I kind of wish they hadn't put that last scene, that last car scene in the um in the trailer. Yeah, that because it looks cool, cool but it's the kind of the kind of cool that I wish was kind of a surprise in the movie. Yeah, it's like, um, oh, it's like you have the explosion. It's like, oh, no. And then in the movie, it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, look at that. Yeah. 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 Also, it comes out in um, March. That's so soon. I didn't realise. Yeah. Well, the, the Eternals comes out in, like, 15 days. <laughs> that was so Two funny. weeks away. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know? the casting of Mr. Fantastic is out. It's not that character. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. You're gonna, you're gonna uh, fucking hate it. You're gonna hate it so much. I'm gonna hate it. Is it? Is, see, it's gonna be an actor I hate. Is it Matthew Broderick? <laughs> no, no. I think actor slash actress that you just. Oh, it's a girl. You just, you're just not gonna be a fan. I really just think you're like, what the fuck? Because oh. when I when I read it, I was like, really? Them in a Marvel? Okay. What's the character called, Jacob? Or... <laughs> He hasn't said he. I don't know if oh, I can right, say okay. that. I don't know no, if no, I can no, say what the character. Yeah. Message me directly so that I can see if what Nick's going to be pissed at. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Okay, uh, I'll go through the rest. Uh, we had behind the scenes of Superman and Lois, uh, Shazam. Uh, I'm keen. I'm keen for Shazam. It's really weird seeing Zach Levi. Le- yeah, it is, isn't really it? Buff now because <laughs> I have not seen coming from Chuck. It's Chuck. bizarre. Yeah, he's like, he's just juiced now. His face, his face is ginormous. Yeah, <laughs> I had the same thought when the first Shazam came out. Yeah, but um, and yes, Aquaman two. Uh, I'm sure it will be fine. Uh, the two games, uh, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, got trailers, but they were both cinematic trailers. Like, no gameplay. Mm, just the gameplay is probably not ready. Yeah, but it's been a year. and they, they both know. They both come out next year. There's got to be something. James now knows the casting. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think Jacob's right. <laughs> oh, no. Right, let's, let's, see, let's see how long I can avoid it. I'll... I'll messages the minute I find. You better it. wait fifteen days. Fifteen days. Go see the movie. Oh, on... I don't want to go see it. Though. Go see it on Thursday the fourth of it November. Shit. It's going to be great, and just just watch it for the post credit scene alone. That's what the director of Shang Chi said. See it with you. Yeah. <sighs> and just feel, when it's, when the credits start, James, just film Nick's face. No, I can't. Yeah. I, can't I can't go <laughs> see it just for the post credit scene. I said I wouldn't do that uh... specifically. <laughs> And I can't do it now that I know it's just because it's going to piss me off. <laughs> All right. Should we uh, wrap up or have you got more? No, that's it. I have Black Adam. Yeah, I, but I don't eh. like The Rock, so, you know. It's... No, thank you. All righty. So, um, yeah, please don't. You can reach us at watchitagainpod at gmail.com or on iTunes or Facebook or Instagram at Watch It Again Podcast. Or on iTunes and Podbeam, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review, um, five stars, whatever the highest rating is, you know what the drill is. Um, Otherwise, if you have a movie that you would like us to do, send us an email, send us a message on Facebook, a message on Instagram, put it in your review, you know. The more reviews that we get, the more exposure we get, and the better this gets. So, otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Um, Back in studio we'll be... next week, maybe? But, yeah. Possibly, um, I think. No, it'll be the week after. Yeah, because oh. it's early November, start of November. After, yeah, so not That's next funny. week, the week after. Hopefully, we're all in the studio together and quality somewhat increases. Um, woo! Which... Yeah, so we'll be back next week with potentially a very special somewhat episode, I guess. Why? Because it's your suggestion of what we were going to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, very special themed Ooh, themed yeah. episode for next week. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh, it's it? very spooky. That's Yeah, obviously everyone knows what next sun- Sunday is. Um Otherwise, yeah. The Eternals pre-show. Yeah! <laughs> um, otherwise, as always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Nick. And I'm James. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.